As I've been playing bass this morning, I've been in a bit of a quandary because we're due to speak on Acts chapter 18 today, but I don't feel that's what God wants me to share with. So we're going to do something different. So turn with me in the book of Jonah. I don't know how this is going to come out, but we'll give it a go. Nick's heard half of this before. It might develop from what he heard, he's heard. But. So we're going to read Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And I'm going to make some assumptions that most of us know the, the story of Jonah because I'm going to pick things out as we go through. So we're in Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah was a prophet of God. He already had a successful prophetic ministry. He'd been ministering within Israel and prophesying to Israel, although we don't have any record of what his prophecies were, but it's recorded elsewhere, I think in two kings, that he was a prophet to Israel. He, was, he, he had a seasoned ministry. He was not a new starter. He was a man who knew God, who had heard from God, who had received the word of God and imparted that word to other people, to the nation of Israel. But the word of the Lord came afresh to him. Arise, go to Nineveh. Arise, go to Nineveh. Now, just for some background, Nineveh was in the north from Israel, north and east. It was a city that dominated the whole area. It was part of the Assyrian Empire. The people there were cruel and wicked. One of the, an example is if you were taken a prisoner by the people of Nineveh, you would be impaled on a stake very uncomfortably. They were a nasty people, brutal, and they dominated the whole region. And as far as Israel were concerned, they were their enemies. They were the people who were threatening to come from the north, who had already made several incursions, taken some of the land, taken some of the captives, and so on. There was captivity coming in full a hundred years after this, but nevertheless, they were the enemy of the people. And so Jonah receives the word of the Lord. Go to Nineveh. Go to the enemy. Go to the people whom you hate and call them to repentance. How would you feel? Yes, Lord, I'll go. (laughs) What does Jonah do? Instead of going north and east, he goes south and west. Tarshish in in, in in, in the ancient world was Spain. Effectively, it was the end of the world. It was as far west as you could go. They didn't know about America then. So he went as far away as he could to get away from from the purposes of God. He fled to the uttermost end of the earth. He couldn't get any further than Spain at that moment. He went in the opposite direction. He said, no, Lord, 
you want me to do this, but I'm not going to do it because that's not comfortable. That's not going to make me happy. And that's not going to bring me into the fullness of all that I want for my life. It's challenging going out there. It's difficult confronting people that are your enemies. It's difficult bringing a word of the Lord that says, repent or you're going to die. I'm not going to do it, Lord. I'm going to go this way. And so he fled and he went to Tarshish. He went as far away from the Lord as he possibly could. Sometimes in life, when we run away from the Lord, when we hear his direction, And we say, actually, no, Lord, things can happen. We might say, no, Lord, because we choose our own way of doing things. We choose our own career. We choose the comforts of life instead of the calling of God. We say, yeah, that's all very well for that person over there. But actually, I like the life I've got. I like the life that I've got mapped out for myself. I like the way that I'm choosing to go. I don't need to be uncomfortable right now. All I need is what, you, is what I want. This is what Jonah was saying. And all of us face challenges and decisions in our lives. Points that God brings us to where we have a choice to say, you can go his way or you can do it your own way. And Jonah was at just such a point. Now, we have a redemptive God, and it's very fortunate, if that's the right word. God doesn't give up on us even when we give up on him. When we make bad choices, when we don't make the decision to follow him, God doesn't give up on us. And so as Jonah is is trying to flee from God, a storm comes. And it's in the storm that Jonah comes to acknowledge what he's done. And why he's done it. And it's often in the storms of life that we come face to face with what God is actually calling us to. It's not when, the easy, when it's going well, when we're sailing nicely across the ocean. It's when the difficulties and challenges come that we then go back and say, Okay, Lord, I think I heard from you. I think you said something to me. I think you wanted me to do something here and I've made a bad choice. You see, God allowed the storm to come. In fact, I think it says he sent it. Yeah, the Lord hurled a great wind on the sea. He wasn't sending it to, to, to give Jonah a bad time because he, he was punishing him and, you know, making him feel seasick. He sent it to get his attention. And sometimes the bad stuff that happens in our lives is not sent by God, but it's that opportunity that he uses to get our attention. And sometimes it needs to happen that way because we're not prepared to listen without it. We're not prepared to hear his voice. We're not prepared to receive the challenge that he wants to bring to us. Sometimes the difficulties are opportunities where we cry back, cry back, we get back to God and we cry out to him. And then we hear his voice. And then he moves. And then he changes our situation. When we're comfortable, when everything's going fine, when, when we're going our own way, it's difficult to hear the voice of God because we block it out. But when the difficulties of life come against us, that's when we cry out to him. That's when we call out to him. And that's where we're prepared to listen. And so Jonah faced this storm and he owned up to what he'd done. And the, the other sailors said, 
Don't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll push through. Jonah said, no, for your sakes, just throw me overboard. He put himself back in the hands of God. He put himself back in that place where God could speak to him and use him again. He threw himself on the mercy of God. He didn't hold back. And I believe that's God. our God is a redemptive God. And if you've got it wrong, if you've gone in the wrong direction, if you've failed, if you've messed up, God is a God who is willing to receive us. And when we cry out to him, when we get it wrong and we call out to him, he's there waiting. And the story of the prodigal is the, is the, is the, is the typical example from scripture. You know, the prodigal son had gone away and he had used up all his father's inheritance and effected, effectively he'd wished his father dead. But what do we see in the scripture? The prodigal isn't waiting with, a, the father isn't waiting with a big stick to punish his son when he comes back. We see a father looking over the horizon every day, waiting. Is this the day when my son is going to come back to me? Is this the day when he's going to return to me? Is this the day when he's going to be restored and redeemed back to the purpose for which I I brought him into the world? And God is waiting for each one of us that when we screw up, when we get it wrong, he is waiting there, not with a big stick to punish us but with an open hand to redeem us and to restore us and bring us back into the fullness of all that we have and all that we're meant to be. For our God is a loving God. Our God is a redemptive God. And our God is a restorative God. And so Jonah threw himself on the mercy of God. And God rescued him. God sent his form of rescue. And Jonah, as far as he was concerned, and the poem, the prayer in the middle, will tell you, if you read it, you can actually see that Jonah thought he was dying. He thought his life was ended at that point. He thought God had given up on him. But God restored him and sent deliverance for him. And then in chapter 3, verse 1, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I'm going to tell you. He got a second chance. It wasn't just, you've already heard, now get on with it. The word came a second time. Jonah, having failed, having messed up, having run away, having done everything possible to thwart the purposes of God being worked out in him and through him, God gave him a second chance to go and do it again. And our God is a God of second chances. He is a God who gives us chance after chance after chance. He is a God of grace and a God of mercy. Now that's not to, for us to abuse. But, but, but we must know that this is the loving Father that we serve. He's a God who gives second chances. And so the word of the Lord came to Jonah that second time, arise and go. So Jonah arose and went. He was obedient this time. And he went to Nineveh and he walked through the city and he he gave the word of the Lord. Do you think he was more willing this time? Do you think he did it through clenched teeth? Dragging his heels, digging them in? Certainly from the text we see that later on. But he did it. He was recommissioned. 
I know in my own life, when I was 18, I tried to run away from God. I tried to do what I wanted to do for six months. And when I finally gave in, it was because I knew as far as I could run, I couldn't get away from God. So I gave in, kicking and screaming, gritting my teeth and saying, all right, God, if that's what you want, I'll do what you want. But God is gracious. He'll take what we give and he'll redeem it and he'll use it. And so Jonah went through the city and he brought the word of the Lord and he brought the message that God had given him to impart to this city. And even though they were the enemies and even though they were wicked and terrible people, from the top, the king to the bottom, the lowest servant, they repented as a, as a whole city. And the word of the Lord was effective in their hand. Did it bring Jonah pleasure? <laughs> no. And this is where we get to the nub of what his issue actually was. He basically says, God, I know you're a gracious God. I knew you'd only forgive them. I knew you'd only let them off. I wanted them destroyed. They're the enemies of Israel. They're a wicked people. And I knew you were just going to let them off. He knew his God. He knew the grace of God. And though he wanted it for himself, he didn't want it for these people. That's symptomatic that often we want to hold the blessing of God for ourselves. But God has called us and commissioned us and chosen us to be agents of light, to be the light bearers, to be the glory carriers, to be the one through whom the word of the Lord can come to those who most need it, whether we like them or not whether they're our friends or not, whether they're the people that God would choose us to go to or not, or we would choose to go to or not, whether they are the people whom naturally we would coalesce with, whether they are the people whom naturally we would like, there is truth that needs to be heard. There is a message that needs to be spoken. And there is the power of God that needs to be released into the lives of those that we brush shoulders with day by day, who need to know the grace and the love and the mercy of God. And each one of us are responsible for bringing that message to them, whether we like it or not, whether we want to do it or not, and whether we feel worthy to do it or not. God has commissioned us, just as he commissioned Jonah, to go to those who need to hear. For there is a world out there who is suffering, who is struggling, who is dying without knowledge of Jesus. And you and I are commissioned with a word, with a message, with a revelation from God that will change lives, that will restore lives, and will bring restoration and renewal and redemption into the lives of many. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. And though we might be weak, though we might not feel strong in ourselves, God's message within us is strong and is powerful for the breaking down of strongholds and the undoing of, of, of those who are tied up and tightened up with the strongholds of the enemy. And so God, in his grace, taught Jonah another lesson. He gave him a plant to shield him from the sun. Could have done with one of those one or two days in India. 
And so Jonah's sitting back waiting for the city to be destroyed. And of course it isn't. And then a worm comes and eats the plant. And Jonah is angry. I mean, he's in a real sulk about it. God says to him, do you have good reason to be angry about the plant? He said, I have good reason to be angry even to death. I'm depressed. I'm angry with you, God. You haven't done what you said. And the Lord just says, you had compassion on the plant for which you didn't work, which you did not cause to grow, which came up overnight and perished overnight. Should I not have compassion on Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know the difference between their right hand and their left, as well as many animals? And God used the plant to demonstrate again his compassion, to tell Jonah again that he is a loving God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, gracious to the nth degree, wanting all people to be saved, Paul says. God is a God of love. You have a, and I have a message. And the, the real thing I want to get through this morning is that we have a commission. And nothing must stand in the way. Nothing must stand in the way. Not our career, not our life choices, not anything must distract us from being the carriers of that message. For it's too important for the world not to hear it. And it's too important for us to keep to ourselves. Father, I pray that in these stumbling words that you will have spoken to us this morning. I pray, Lord God, that out of the outpouring of my heart, you will have have challenged and brought something of your love and your grace to bear in our lives. And I pray, Lord God, where there are those who have held back, where there are those, Lord God, who have messed up, where there are those, Lord God, who have stepped aside from your commission, I pray, Lord God, that this day might be a day of recommissioning, of reassignment, and, Lord God, of restoration to the fullness of your purposes. May your Holy Spirit work in our lives, and may you indeed, Lord God, cause us to be a people who are effective for you in spreading your good news. I pray your blessing upon us now, that you might fill us and that you might use us. For the sake of your kingdom and your glory. Amen.